yeah, I think it's I think it's very important to understand that the body is a temple. This is the temple of God. And so our tithes and offerings go into our mouth. So, you know, pay very close attention to what you're putting into your body and make sure that you're not poisoning yourself. And lo and behold, for the sake of business, they've allowed all sorts of nefarious activities and products and, and chemicals to go into the food supply. And of course, these have some form of effect. The natural law of cause and effect is always at play. And so when you're putting in uh, static linear inputs into a dynamic system, it mm. will cause havoc. And that's what we're dealing with, right? Troy's not wrong. I mean, his handle may be certified health nut, but he's no nut. I mean, the reality is that our body and this planetary body are being poisoned. And that as much as we want to focus on manhood and working out and becoming the fittest version of ourselves or becoming mentally and spiritually inspired and inspiring, we can develop individual lives and still lose our habitat, lose the very thing that allows us to live. If we're going to take care of our body, then we need to begin to have consciousness around taking care of every body, our planetary body, our neighbor, our friends. That's what this episode is all about. I hope you join me, Last Man Standing. Maybe you could tell me what you think is going on. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. sunshine and rainbows it's a very mean and nasty place and i don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it this life's hard man but it's harder if you're stupid i've been around you know there was a time i could see and i have seen but there is nothing like the sight of an amputated spirit but it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Today, woo, I've got to stop and profile like never before. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the Hey everyone, welcome to Lost Man Standing, the podcast where we explore spirituality, ecology, and sex through the lens of the sacred masculine. I'm your host, Rainier Wild. We've got a good one in store for you today. Troy Casey, certified health not. If you've not heard this guy, man, if, if you've not encountered the, the whirlwind force that is Troy Casey, you are in for a treat. He is the certified health nut. He's the man with not just one plan, but I, I get the feeling a thousand plans. And he's putting them into action. I mean, he calls himself the Pied Piper of Human Liberation. Love this guy. Great conversation with him exploring systems theory and quantum physics and physical fitness and personal mastery and ecology and sex and divorce and being a father. Holy 
shit, we go a lot of great places. Oh, interesting thing happened this last weekend. My youngest son was playing uh, soccer. I just, I love watching this kiddo excel. He gets these bursts of intense, ferocious energy. He has such great physical force. Didn't get it from me. Didn't get it from me. Uh, His mom was a college athlete, and I think I know exactly where he gets this intense muscularity to his frame. God, he's good at soccer, too. Weirdest thing, though, this is his second year. You know he's only in kindergarten. And uh, every time they put him out, he scores, you know, he scores a goal. Every time. Actually, it was kind of interesting. This last game, uh, the score was 6-1. to He scored five goals for his team and then one for the other team. So um, there was only one goal that wasn't actually scored by him. That's how intense this kiddo is. But it's not because he's a ball hog. He's just super talented. So interesting. The coach essentially kept him out the first quarter of the game. And then when she put him in, she put him at goalie. Now, I, I get it. The, the, the chances are this is a move to give other kids playtime, to give other kids the opportunity to excel and exceed. Maybe he's just better than, than, than his league. Maybe he's, you know, up to a, a, a different standard already, which would be really strange, but I could see it. But what's crazy is I actually watched him look confused. He was confused. He didn't know what to do when they sent him out there. It was like he was getting mixed messages. Hold yourself back. Do not achieve as much as you should. Look, here's the thing. I I deal with men all the time who are struggling in their life because this is exactly the message that dominant culture is shoving down boys' throats and men's throats right now. And if you're listening to me and, and you're a man in Western culture right now, you know that is actually the story. You are being told to be less aggressive, less assertive, less active. You are being told that both explicitly and implicitly. There isn't a, there isn't a, a moment from kindergarten all the way up that that isn't being communicated to you. I think this has been, of course, explicitly communicated to women for millennia. So, you know, I mean, boo-hoo that it's happening to us as men now. But the reality is it shouldn't be happening to anyone. I mean, you think holding back has worked for folks? Does, does it actually work? I mean, playing it safe has not gotten men or boys what they wanted. And, and, and teaching people to drag their feet half-ass, just wait for the clock to run out of the game, that kind of living will leave you broken. (sighs) You know, one of the things I tell men who are experiencing the residual effects of this kind of uh, motivated-less life is to live the next minute well, to fill it out fully, to fully invest their being into the next moment, to, to hold nothing back. I mean, if it's a conversation, be 
present. If it's a workout, be intense. If it's a meditation, don't fucking take a selfie while you're doing it. If it's texting someone back on the other side of the world, give them your attention. If it's drinking your coffee, actually enjoy it next to godliness. No matter what it is, give it your whole attention. That's the idea here. I value that. And I think that's something that's missing in our culture. And it starts with these tiny microaggressions and pushing down boys and men to, to check their impulse to excellence. Now, maybe this is just me looking for a massive conspiracy theory. And the truth is that even in spite of being put in the back line, the kiddo still scored six goals. So it wasn't like that was going to hold him down. At some point, I watched the tiger switch on, and he went to the mats. That's what should happen. Because here's the thing, you can't have victim mentality either. That will just lead to you feeling justified and becoming a victimizer, which is something I actually talk about in an upcoming episode with another man. You can't afford to do that. But what you can do is become very, very mindful of your situation. You can become explicitly wired to understand what is happening in the present moment and what your options are. Look, I'm going to encourage you, and you'll hear it in the podcast today with Troy. Be intense. Be really, really, really intense. And be skillful. Be effective. Okay? All right. That's the end of my rant. What do we got here for you? Uh, oh man, I'm so excited about this. Go to evolvingwild.live backslash mind control. Just launched my four week group experience called mind control awareness, insight, and self mastery. This is something I am so excited. It's the, the culmination of almost 20 years of personal practice and teaching. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be communicating techniques and practices drawn from Western psychology, Eastern wisdom traditions, all aimed to decrease your suffering and increase happiness through greater awareness. This is you learning how to live fully and deeply in the present moment in relationship to yourself, to others, to the nature, and to the mystery and moreness of life. I cannot wait for you to sign up for that. When we hit the threshold, we launch the class. I cannot wait to see you on the mats. <laughs> Go to evolvingwild.live backslash mind control. Also wanted to, to remind you about the Embody Men's Retreat. Embody Men's Retreat. You can go to embodymensretreat.com and find out all the goodies about that. That is something we have just a few spaces left for that. And I think you're going to want to be a part of it. This is happening November 15th through 17th. And the whole focus of it is, is really that you should be able to live the life that you want. You should be seen. You should be heard. You should be known. You should make an impact. Um, together, myself, uh, Ryan Sharp, and Travis Streb are leading this retreat and we're going to be spending this weekend really communing as brothers and uh, fellow men sharing our victories and struggles getting real with each other about what's going on on this planet just like we talk about in this podcast we're going to spend time deep inside examining our own souls we're also going to have a hell of a lot of fun seriously this is going to be a pretty amazing transformational three-day experience I know you won't want to miss it. 
please, please consider this. This is something that I want every man who wants to, to be able to be a part of. There are a few slots left. If that's you, if you're listening right now, I want you to reach out. I want you to get on it, okay? Again, that's embodymensretreat.com. And we'll have a link in the show notes to it. One last thing, uh, Troy... Troy, who was actually on this show, has a few things coming up. We'll have those in the show notes. But one really cool thing, October 4th through 6th, the open-hearted warrior, masculine rising, man tribe. This is in Weldon, California at the Native Springs Oasis. Um, You can find the link. Use offer code LOSTMANSTANDING to get an exclusive 15% off for this. And uh, that would just be amazing. That would be a really amazing thing for you to participate in. I know exactly what they're doing and what's going on, and I fully support it. Pretty cool stuff. Um, He also has a few opportunities also linked to that, but mantribe.me is where he's located. I think that's a pretty cool thing. I think you're going to dig it. All right, I think that is all officially. If you haven't heard the previous two podcasts, get on it. I want you to. I want you to have these opportunities. It's been really fun hanging out with you today. I think I'm going to cut it a little shorter than I normally do. Here's the thing. Be really, 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 really intense because the opposite of that probably isn't working for you. All right, gentlemen. Here's Last Man Standing. Hey, Troy. So one of the things I really like about you is uh, it seems like, I don't know, from what I've seen, you believe there isn't just a a one size fits all solution. I I feel like you've got your hands in a little bit of everything. Is that a calculated approach? I think it's an intuitive approach. And, uh, you know, it comes from the fact that we are a dynamic system living inside a dynamic system that's ever changing. So there is no one size fits all approach. You got to test it. You got to see what it is. Even if it's the best yoga principles or Taoist principles, you still got to be able to pull it off in your own biology, physiology, and psychology. Mm. Yeah. Systems theory there, right? Like it takes a a variety of things impacting the sources. Yeah. And and what's, what's the the quantum mechanics? Uh, You know, it's not just the experiment it's also the technicians that have influence with their own mind on it. Mm-hmm. It affects the particles and the waves. Your mentor, Paul Check, he he talks about this, right? Is is this part of like his approach also, at least with the body, about like rotating fuel sources and exercises and that? I mean, Paul and I are, you know, um, we're cut from the same cloth. So we have the same type of thinking. He, he came to it differently than I did. And he put voice to a lot of the ideas um, or actually linguistics to a lot of the ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. He can explain things, you know, backwards and forwards, standing on his head, no matter <laughs> what it is, whether it's a spiritual concept or a physical concept. Mm. I've enjoyed kind of buffing up on your history and and your thoughts. And one of the things I've been blown away by, um, you've made some pretty powerful comments about uh, the money markets, actually, and, and the civilization project. And what I would define that as consumeristic, militaristic, patriarchal, agricultural, hierarchical. Can, 
Can you talk about that system and share some perspectives that are informing your work? Well, I just see that, you know, I worked in the Amazon for many years as a medicine hunter, and I saw the destruction of the rainforest and how integral that was uh, to our living Hmm. uh, and life on earth in general. And I just see that, you know, all the ideas that have been propagated, we're experiencing them right now where the sum total of all the aspects of history come together. And so I'm just calling forth an evolution in human consciousness. We can do things in a sustainable way on this planet. We can realize that heaven on earth is here we just have to create it. And so we can use our intelligence in creating systems that are beneficial for all. And the current systems, just to juxtapose that to where we're at, are just unsustainable. We're 5% of the population using 30% of the natural resources contributing to 25% of the pollution. Mm. And so we can redesign and refigure, re-engineer systems that are beneficial for the all. Mm. How do men participate in doing that? That's so broad. And I, I end up thinking like, God, I want to step into that. How, how, how do men step into that? Well, let's just look at history. So, you know, the, the, the people that have thought different in the past have moved uh, ideas forward. So the Wright brothers is the perfect example. Uh, there was many people trying to achieve flight at that time, and there was a, an experiment just before them, and it went out on national headlines that man will never fly, hmm, yeah. right? And so, and now we take it for granted. We step in an aluminum tube down to LAX, and we fly all around the world, and there's planes taking off all the time. And so we don't think anything uh, about that. Same thing can be said about the handheld computers we all have. Hmm. Uh, you know, Steve Jobs wanted to put a handheld computer in people's <laughs> hands. He wasn't even an engineer. He was the idea man. The people that created the money system just had some ideas on how to do better business for themselves. Um, And, you know, yeah, the money system has definitely, you know, we're functioning in that right now. And so there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm about total human liberation Mm -hmm. and no one's free until we're all free. And right now we're living in a debt slave system. Your birth certificate, your social security card, These things are uh, traded on the New York Stock Exchange. People aren't even aware of this. Mm. And so there's deeper, uh, um, there's, there's deeper understandings of the machinations of life and what's happening. And I'm calling forth uh, an evolution. And this is just an idea in my mind. I'm Mm. the certified health nut. I'm already a nut. So, you know, people can call me crazy if they want, but that's how ideas have always been moved forward. You know, Jules Verne, envisioned submarines and uh, helicopters before they were even realized. And so whatever we can conceive in the mind, we can, uh, whatever we can believe in, uh, conceive in, we can achieve. And, uh, you know, just look at the industrial age. That is fact. Mm. It seems really optimistic. I, I, sometimes I, I feel like I suffer from a bit of um, healthy skepticism. Um, that then borders on unhealthy skepticism at other moments. Well, me too. And here's the statistics. We're fucked. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we, either, we either evolve or call forth the change that we want to see in the world, or statistically, we're screwed. We've messed up the environment. We've trashed the oceans. We've trashed the soils. We've trashed the rainforest. So 
we have to evolve. We have to call forth another order. Otherwise, the current order is basically going to wipe our species off the face of the planet. Mm. I was talking with another another coach out of Australia, uh, Tully O'Connor. I don't know if you know who he is. Great guy. And he made this really interesting comment about 95% of, of transformation or change happening at environmental levels uh, or communal levels. Um, it's not just an individual pursuit. And I think that's really stuck in my head here. And this is why I like your systemic approach, right? This isn't just a, an individual gig here. It's going to take all hands on deck, right? Yes, all hands on deck. Yeah. All are called. Not everybody heeds the call. Mm. Is that ever discouraging for you? I mean, just as a leader. I, I mean, I guess. And, you know, a leader is just a moniker. Uh, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy out here with some ideas. And I mean, you are a certified health nut, though. So, And we got the internet now, and so I can put these ideas out there and see what sticks. Yeah. You know, And I do men's groups as well. If my ideas can't hold water, then reflect that back to me. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're looking at the way things have been created in the past, then I'm going to come up with an idea, and then I'm going to mass the troops, and we're going to create it. So, and that's my mission. That's my purpose. That's what I'm doing. I'm clear on my mission. I've defined it over many years. So I'm here to raise human consciousness and change all systems. I'm calling forth clean air, water, soil, equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. Wow. It's so interesting hearing you say that. And then also sort of thinking in the back of my mind that you started off from what I know, just having a very much, um, having a focus on your body and on body health. Tell me how you moved from body health mindset to whole world health mindset. Yeah, well, I guess I got caught up in the physical realm of debauchery and just blindly not really knowing who I was as a young man. And, and I was in college, because that's what you do to get a better education, to, get, to make money. And then I got an opportunity to go into the modeling world. And I thought that was all about money. And, and uh, when the money didn't show up, uh, but I got, you know, as a, as a byproduct, I got, you know, the, the, the party animal lifestyle and I became a party animal. And then eventually that just ate away at my soul. And so what were the outlets? And so when I looked deeper into healing myself, I found Vipassana meditation. Mm. And, you know, I woke up on one level or another, and then I started working with indigenous Maori healers. And I started understanding uh, the ways of the indigenous and the teachings. And I started working in the Amazon and I started to see that we're all connected. We're all connected to all systems. We're all connected to each other. And so it's kind of been just a natural progression where when I was modeling, it was all about, you know, how can I lose this water weight in my face so I can look better in front of the camera and make more money? And then that translated into, you know, my soul wasn't feeling good about what I was doing with my life. And so I started meditating. And then it was just a natural progression that, you know, hey, we, I can do things a better way. And then when I started to realize that, you know, my health is threatened by the systems that we're all participating and using, then that's why I got activated with my, my current mission right now, uh, is realizing, you know, hey, the obesity statistics are 70% in the United States. Mm -hmm. They were 62 when I started Certified Health Not Brand. Uh, that was, 
you know, 10, 15 years ago, that's exponential growth in a very short amount of time. 70% is close to 100%. So if I don't do something, if I don't get into action, then there's not going to be any organic food for certified health nut to keep his body fresh and his face, you know, looking good, et cetera. Mm. And so I have a responsibility to change the world myself for the health of me and the health of my family. Mm. Yeah, and we get so zoned in on on one channel. I, w- I was a, a mental health um, therapist, um, and I remember four years ago going into my doctor, and I was working ten hour days. I was seeing chronically suicidal, self harming clients. I would say, you know, well over sixty hours of my week were spent around some of the most depressed people in the universe, and. Um, I went to my doctor. You got depressed. I totally was. <laughs> and uh, and I remember going into my doctor, and I hadn't had a physical in a long time. And he was a young Vietnamese doctor. And he spoke very broken English. And he looked at me, measured my body stuff, and he goes, I'm sorry. And he was very apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. You're obese. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was like he felt bad saying it. And I needed to hear it. And shortly thereafter, I actually stopped being a therapist. I ended up losing 40 pounds, putting on, you know, 15 pounds of muscle. It was crazy. But but I think we get so focused. I thought I was providing health to these people. I was becoming incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't teach what you don't have. And so, and if you have it, then teach it because people need to hear it. Mm. So, you know, lead by example. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Well, so talk and, to our short, and our shortcomings wake us up to higher levels of order, in my humble opinion. Yeah. No. And I mean, I, I have a I have a 14 year old son and he's taking family health right now in high school. And he's like, all they talk about is mental health, dad. That, that That's all they're talking about. And uh, he said, I, I don't know why that is. Is that like their new toy? I loved how he said that. He's like, is that their new toy? And again, they're honing in on this one thing, but, but it's like a kid playing with a toy. He's just overplaying with it. He's not focusing on the real picture. That's correct. And again, back to the dynamic systems. And so it's not just mental health, it's physical health. And the physical nutrition that you put in your body affects your neurochemistry. It affects your brain chemistry. And mm. so look no further than you know, uh, uh, depression, anxiety, et cetera, First hone in on the nutrition and then look at other factors in your lifestyle. Yeah, I've heard you say if a man is going to start somewhere, start with what you're putting in your body. Talk about yeah. that. That's so interesting. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's very important to understand that the body is a temple. This is the temple of God. And so our tithes and offerings go into our mouth. So, you know, pay very close attention to what you're putting into your body and make sure that you're not poisoning yourself. And lo and behold, for the sake of business, they've allowed all sorts of nefarious activities and products and and chemicals to go into the food supply. And of course, these have some form of effect. The natural law of cause and effect is always at play. And so when you're putting in uh, static linear inputs into a dynamic system, it Mm. will cause havoc eventually. And that's what we're seeing. You've got pesticides, which uh, are designed to take out the, uh, um, the endocrine system, the reproductive system, and the neurological system of plants and, and, and pests. 
of, of insects. And so what does low level exposure of long term do to the human being? Wow. And I think we're seeing those in our statistics right now. I say the new plague is autoimmune. Well, and where's yeah. that coming from? Chemical toxicity, Com- chemical toxicity in the air, water and soil and in the food, ultimately. Hmm. You said the word nefarious. Is, is there is there some cabal somewhere that's making these decisions? Are we talking other world beings? What's happening here? Well, there's lots of theories out there. I like to put it in a not necessarily a positive framework, but a more realistic framework. You know, it's just business for a lot of these people, a lot of these families, a lot of these, uh, you know, cabalistic you know, mm-hmm. cabals or what have you, groups of people that get together and build networks and they say, hey, we're going to we're going to function this way or we're going to function that way. We're going to we're going to do this. And if they own the media that everyone's watching mm. and they, you know, own the, the medical doctors, you know, they they own the politicians, mm-hmm. they get, you know, mandates and laws put into place that helps their business propagate, then, you know, again, it's just business. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it could be the annual Naki. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to like figure that out and stuff. We're all living up. Yeah, totally. You know, it's just, it's just business and let's do business in a different way. And, you know, we have the power, the power is in the people. Mm. And yet there is a part of that where it's almost like, we don't exactly know ourselves. Nietzsche said, um, some men have many selves. Most men have no self at all. And I think what I love about that particular quote is it almost reveals that question, how am I not myself? You know, we're bombarded with messages and comments. The other day I was talking to my wife. I saw this really cool SUV. I pointed to her and I said, oh, that is so awesome. I totally would want to drive something like that. And she said, of course you do. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you and everybody else, you're being told that's cool. You know, we're being bombarded. These thoughts aren't even our own at some point. Yeah, we're being programmed. The mind stores uh, information in images and the corporations know this, the corporations know this. And look, I was a model and an actor and all the television commercials that are put out there has the best psychological marketing embedded into it. Mm. And so, and, and the language and, you know, the, the rules of alchemy are always at play. And so focus creates reality. And most of the, uh, people, most of the intelligent people or published people before the industrial age school system were all educated in Neoplatonic philosophy, which is alchemy. And so mm. your word is your wand. And so speaking into existence, that which you wish from your heart. And so some people have different ideas and they're not using their heart, but mm. yet they're still using the laws of alchemy and they're creating this and they've created the world in whatever image that they want to. And it's your job to wake up out of that and then decide what you want to create. And then using the same rules, the laws of alchemy, speak into existence. Focus creates reality is the first law of alchemy. Mm. So what are you focusing on? Most people are focusing on what they don't want to happen. And that's still a focus. (laughs) Yeah. And ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. We focus on that negative. I, I, again, from my previous work, 
people would come in and mostly their goals were negative, right? I, I don't want to smoke anymore. I don't want to have this experience. I don't want, uh, and sometimes it was flat out, I don't want to die, right? And eventually I, I, I would find myself saying, this is not a suicide prevention program. This is a life worth living program. Yes, yes. And I like to say that as well, you know, it's it face death, you know, accept death. Death is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And then you can live a life worth living. Hmm. Now, I noticed you taking uh, a dropper as we were talking. Uh, what was this mystery elixir you put into your body? This one is called Bee Magic, and it has propolis, royal jelly, bee pollen, manuka honey, and ormus gold. Oh, my God. God, this is, this is from my friend uh, Archer over at NowAlchemy.com. And so, so what is that yeah. doing to repattern your nervous system and retrain your body? Because my guess is that's what it's doing at some level. Well, the Oramus has an alchemical aspect of it. It's highly conductive materials that allow you to give and receive information at a much easier level so you can relax at a cellular level Hmm. so the oramus is there but the nutrition with all the bee products the bee honey and the propolis is good for my throat Ah. this is something i find fascinating about you whether you call it like body hacks or or whatever it is you are looking to make an optimal organism i think i heard you once say activate your primal animal can you talk about that Yes. Well, um, optimizing and activating the primal animal are uh, two sides to the same coin. Um, I think activating the primal animal is very important because we are an animal. We're a biological animal, a mammal that's living on this planet. Hmm. So it's a good idea to have everything fully activated uh, so that you can ground your spiritual life into the physical realm. So I think that's step number one for, you know, self-actualization is activating your primal instincts, your, your adductors, which connect to your, uh, survival mechanisms, your balance mechanisms that go up into your core, wrap around your psoas and, and keep you erect and keep your head from falling off the ground. And so when you can get into your primal animal and activate that, then at least you can navigate through time and space better. Hmm. And that is at the cornerstone of optimization. So that's the first step is getting grounded and getting uh, into your primal animal, recognizing and realizing that you have a primal animal. Would you say that men are cut off specifically from that? I think we're all disconnected in so many different various ways. And I think that the systems uh, that we've designed are designed to disconnect us from that. You know, the matrix is a perfect example um, uh, of that and of harnessing our human energy field uh, for nefarious activities or whatever. You know, I like to, I like to put it in the positive framework that, you know, I think the Vedic scriptures call it the big cosmic joke. Or it's like, yeah. it's like God taking a sheet of acid and forgetting God took a sheet of acid, waking <laughs> up out of that. Right. Right. Please and God, so, wake up. <laughs> yeah. It's, we've oppressed the shit out of ourselves to awaken mm. our divinity. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no bad or good. There's two forces that guide us, bad or good, 
black or white, masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation, yin, yang, whatever you want to call it. And we're navigating those two forces in the, the, the physical realm. And so, uh, you know, and all the ancient sages said, walk the middle path. But if you have no baseline of what your shadow is, and what light is, or what divinity is, what bad or good is, if you have no baseline, then define those baselines and somewhere find yourself in the middle and walk the razor's edge. Mm. Yeah. What is your understanding of how we go about doing that? How do we find that baseline? Are there steps? Or is this a path or is it a pathless land? Well, um, one of my basic methodologies is get, na- get naked literally and figuratively in front of the mirror and ask yourself, you know, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? What am I doing here? What's my purpose? What's my mission? You know, get deep with yourself. Look deeply into your own eyes. And then from there, you can, you can figure it out. You know, we are, you know, God incarnate. You know, and we are imbued with the power of create of the creator. We can create whatever we can envision in our mind. Mm -hmm. We have the power of creation. That's what our sexual activity is about. Procreation. We can create another life. Uh, you you said that that phrase uh, sexual activity and I've I've heard you say something really interesting that I wanted to follow up on, and I don't have the words for it, so I'm hoping that you can fill in the gap somehow, but that that men today are being cut off from their balls <laughs> their unique sexual way of showing up in the world can you talk more about that yeah well i think you know we've created society in a very interesting situation that we're in and i think many people are just going along to get along and so uh you know, nature's first law is self-preservation. So everyone wants to get laid at the biochemical level. Right. We act like that's not really happening. And then our media is full of pornography, even advertisement, uh, commercial advertising. They hire porn directors to shoot these commercials mm-hmm. and music videos, etc. And so these images are all instilled in us, but then you can't act a certain way. And the fact of the matter is, is we are primal animals. It's a good idea to understand that. And we are, uh, we have the faculty of reason in our frontal lobes. And so we are much more than that. But mostly importantly, we're mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Those are the four bodies the human being possesses in the physical realm. And the phys- all roads lead back to the spiritual. Hmm. And so... If you can master the physical, that will lead you back into your mental makeup. Like, what are you creating? Mind is an embodied process. And so we are basically all mind. And so, and then you notice that your, you know, your emotions are driving your behaviors. And then there's a spiritual aspect to you that's uh, overseeing all of that. Mm. So you can cut to the chase and, you know, become a monk and really just get down with your bad self spiritually. Or you could live in the physical realm and go through these whole processes. Even if you're a monk, they, they still have protocols and natural food that you're going to be eating uh, and practices to elevate your consciousness, elevate your spirit to a higher level. We are only healthy to the degree we are conscious, and we're only conscious to the degree we're healthy. Mm. And here's a newsflash. 
everything is consciousness. Mm. So maybe getting back to that thought, what is conscious male sexuality then? What does that look like? Well, conscious male sexuality is whether is whatever is happening in the present moment. That's all we have is emergent present moment reality. Mm. And so, you know, in the past, I think, you know, you saw a woman, you had your instincts. Nature's first law is self-preservation. You banged her over the head with your club. You dragged her back to the cave and you banged the bejesus out of her. Bad move. You know? <laughs> I mean, great uh, move then, I guess. <laughs> However, we have evolved, yeah. and again, we can use our frontal lobes and how we act and, and, and move forward in society. And so uh, it's a good idea, in my humble opinion, to harness that sexual energy and to guide it in the right direction and utilize it to fuel your mission, your vision, your passion, etc., and transmute that sexual energy, as was told in... Napoleon Hill's great entrepreneurial book, Think and Grow Rich. He's got a chapter on sexual transmutation, which a lot of the, these leaders in the industrial age, they channeled their sexual energy into creating the dreams that they wanted to envision. Mm -hmm. So it's about channeling that energy uh, if you want to create good and great things. And also harnessing that energy sexually so that you can master it for yourself uh, and master it for the family that you want to create. And, uh, you know, my advice is really to explore your own sexuality and to explore your own sexual power and study the Tantra, study the sexual Kung Fu and the Taoist sexual practices to really harness that energy. All knowledge is knowledge of self. So know thyself. Sexual activity is the most power, powerful uh, energy that the human being possesses. So it's a good idea to get good knowledge on that and then harness that energy and direct that energy uh, so that you can create the dreams that you desire. Yeah, and, and because we live in a society that either emphasizes promiscuity or puritanicalism, it seems as though our reaction is to avoid it, hide it, or overemphasize it rather than look at it very matter-of-factly, very non-judgmentally, and then harness its power, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point, non-judgmentally, and that's what we do in our men's groups. Mm. Look, there's nothing new under the sun. We've either been perpetrated against or, you know, we've either been the victim or the perpetrator. Mm. And so, you know, when we come correct and come clean with that and all, you know, our emotions, our hurt, our upset, our, our, our trauma... Uh, we can be honest with it. And then, you know, once it's out on the floor, you know, open up the, the, the closet, let the skeletons out. I like to say, let the shadow, you know, be participating at the party, bring them in, incorporate them into all aspects of, of yourself. Know thyself. The shadow is there anyhow. Yeah. It's creating our dysfunctional uh, behavior and it comes out as a, a addictions, and, and other dysfunction. And so you might as well uh, come correct with it. You know, part of my shadow is anger. Hmm. You know, where, what is my anger? You know, what's the positive aspects of anger? Zach De La Roche in Rage Against the Machine in the song Freedom, he said, anger is a gift. Hmm. And look at his whole body of work. He yeah. brought a lot of enlightenment 
around the dysfunction and how we've been functioning with our military industrial complex across the world to people of color. Mm -hmm. And so when you channel that energy as Zach did through his music, then it can be a gift. And so, so I, you know, I have to look at my anger, you know, where did it come from? How did it serve me when I was younger and living on the streets? I protected myself using that anger. And so, uh, but now that I'm older, it doesn't have as much function and ballast in my life. So I have to understand it and channel it in a way and understand myself and forgive myself and understand my own trauma so that that energy doesn't come out as a big dark force. It's in me, mm. in me. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool that I'm an angry motherfucker. And if you <laughs> fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you back. Jesus, You look so angry right now. I can't even. <laughs> right. You know, we can't, we can't just dismiss where dynamic, where dynamic systems yeah. inside of the dynamic system and anger is part of our emotional makeup. So you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. That may protect the tribe. That may protect the family uh, in, in a moment of need. So we don't mm. want to uh, disable that. And I think in our culture, you know, and men are wired to kill or be killed, yeah. right? The protection of the family and the tribe. And so, and that's instilled in us. That is a part of our masculine uh, biochemistry. And so, you know, when a man raises their voice in today's world, you know, we get called for, you know, male toxicity or, uh, uh, you know, patriarchal male dominance, etc. And that is one side of our emotional makeup. And so, uh, you know, and all of us have that power. If people are chastising other people about their shortcomings, look no further than that person for mm-hmm. having those own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. So we have the sum total of the all inside of all of us. Yeah, that's right. You 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 mentioned uh, your men's work a few moments ago, and 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 tribe. This is something that I see in your work more and more. Was there a moment when you realized you needed men's tribe, men's work, or has that always been important to you? You know, I actually had a couple business partners that wanted to do this work. Um, I did retreats out in the desert for quite a few years with my friend, Jimmy Franzo, who had a heart transplant Mm. and he realized, you know, he had many gifts to give. He was a, a club promoter and a VIP host in Vegas. And, you know, he lived by the sword, died by the sword. Mm. You know, he had a heart transplant at 50 and then he realized he wanted to give back and he wanted to connect this brotherly love and really just offer support people we worked together for 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 a while and then uh we parted ways i wanted to do deeper work i wanted to go deep i wanted to go to the juggler what is it that's holding us back and so uh i had a friend he was a a real estate mogul in manhattan he was completely miserable he had all the model chicks and the money and the bmws and everything he needed and he was overweight and miserable and he started drinking ayahuasca and he woke up and and went down to South America, did ceremony down there and met his wife. And then he moved to Venice and he was like, you know, hey, I was in this position and I know there's other men out there and I want to offer support to them. And let's just do let's just do men's work. And, um, you know, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and I'm just myself out there and I'm trying to get messages out. And uh, I learned a long time ago to get out of my own way and to say yes to life. Mm. And I said yes to this. And I said, 
as long as you handle the marketing, I'll come and teach, you know, no problem. And it didn't shake out that way because marketing's a funny, funny little trick. Mm. And, uh, and it's just got a mind of its own. We've done about 15 of them now. Some of my real estate clients have come into town and we've done private retreats for them. Uh, and the man tribes just keep growing. We've got a Marine recon now, uh, uh, Rudy Ray's. I met him on Instagram. He came. He had PTSD. I took him through a couple of our protocols. And uh, he's moving to Los Angeles because he wow. feels completely supported. And this guy had PTSD and he's a war hero. And he's got all this bottled up energy inside of him and this bottled up expertise. Mm. Like this is the guy you want on your side if shit goes down. <laughs> and so it's just attracting men from all uh, different aspects of life. We've got gay men. We've got uh, black men, Hispanics, Asians. We've got everybody there. If you're a man, if you've got a penis, you can come. Mm. Now, I will say this, that men are more vulnerable when there's no females around and you can do some deeper work. And I learned this because we brought in a sexual, sacred sexuality teacher, a female, to one of our men's group, and it was a shit show. Yeah. Everybody was peacocking around, and you know the woman was getting off on that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and so I said, no more women ever, yeah. right, in men's groups. And so, and actually, what was spawned from it is all the women want to send their men over there, and then the women are like, hey, when are you doing women tribe? Mm -hmm. And so... My ex-wife and Alex's wife, they created Woman Tribe Unite on Instagram, and they're starting to do these. And then my wife asked me yesterday, you know, when can we get together and do a co-ed event? And I said, have five or six of these. Really see what's on women's hearts. Really see, you know, any discrepancies. There's no victims at Man Tribe. So hmm. I don't care what's been harmed to you, but victim mentality is a weakness. We're yeah. not looking for weak. We're looking for strong. And, and victim so, mentality, I just wanted to interject, victim mentality will actually make you, it will justify over-aggression and victimization. You will correct. feel justified in taking advantage of others if you feel like you're a victim. Correct. And you're seeing that out in the culture yeah. that now these social justice warriors are out there and if you step out of line or don't say a proper word to someone, you know, you're going to be basically attacked. Mm. And so that's predatory action right there. We are the sum total of the all, totally. the, pre the predator <laughs> and the victim. Yeah. And so so which game do you want to play? Which role do you want to play? Wow. Can you walk the middle path? That's the question you want to ask yourself. Mm. So everyone out there that's trying to rectify, you know, make sure that nobody's getting victimized and traumatized, the fact of the matter is look no further than yourself. Tell me, tell me about being a father. You, you've actually called it the most powerful spiritual endeavor you've encountered. Why do you suppose that is? Because you've done a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say because I don't want to, you know, transfer the same level of trauma that I experienced. I'd like to create a, a different avenue. And I still have my shortcomings. I still have my anger. Um, but I'm really honest with my children and I admit my mistakes. I ask for forgiveness. Um, and, uh, you know, I say I'm not perfect, you know, uh, and my, my son was acting out of line the other day and I, I really lost my cool. And, and, uh, he was, I think he was cooking and he burned something and he wasn't paying attention. And I got upset cause I was doing multiple things at the same time. And then I came back to him and I said, you know, forgive dad that, you know, got upset, but, 
at the same time, you want to look at if you're using fire, you want to make sure that you are uh, you're present and you know what's going on because that fire can burn the house down. And so, you know, even though I got upset, hopefully you learned a lesson that when you're cooking, to pay attention. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, I asked for his forgiveness for, you know, potentially hurting his feelings, et cetera. But more importantly, I asked him to learn the lesson um, that that um, that opportunity provided for us. So the only thing I can be can do is be honest in the moment. And, you know, I don't want to hurt the little people's feelings. But in the moment, something happens. And I just want to be honest about it. So the kids keep me honest. And my commitment, no matter how far, how many times I fall on my face, is to be the best father I can possibly be and be the best husband I can possibly be. And I'm divorced now, and that still holds true. Mm. Uh, and I've since then, you know, healed my relationship with my wife. So we're not at each other's throats. We're much more open and receptive uh, to what we're bringing to the table. And now my wife is actually allowing me, you know, to lead. I wasn't leading as much anymore. You know, I think this whole leftist idea of the divine feminine and, uh, you know, the patriarchal, you know, and, and I live in L.A. and all the spiritual woo-woos around here and, my woman is very smart and intelligent and a good businesswoman. And I wanted to listen to all her input and then put into action everything she's telling me. Mm. But what that did is it subjugated my own uh, innate intelligence. Yeah. It, it subjugated my own uh, intuition and my own guidance. Mm. So I grew my hair out and I grew my beard out. It was kind of just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to figure this out. I'm going to become and a wild I'm man. And I, I'm just going to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. No more external inputs. And we've been divorced for two years now. And now I can say, look, I appreciate your point of view. You're an intelligent woman. I trust you. But the fact of the matter is I got to go with my gut here. Yeah. And I'm going in this direction. God bless you, but I'm going I'm going to go in this direction. So she understands me better now. I understand myself better now. And we can work, you know, towards the balance of the two. But I basically emasculated myself or capitulated to the feminine, whatever you want to call it. And I subjugated my own innate intelligence. And now I'm back on point. I'm trusting myself. My mission's clear. My, my, my mission, my purpose, all that stuff is clear. And everything is designed to go in that direction. Mm. Uh, if I need help, I'll ask for help. But otherwise, um, no more external inputs. I'm going to figure this out myself. That's so great. And I, I want to highlight something you said, because I think a lot of men right now, whether you call it worshiping at the altar of the divine feminine or, or, uh, or simply being relegated to only the best in their life being flying coach while they watch women fly, fly first class. Um, it, it feels like men are being told your time's up, put up, shut up, go to the back. And, you know, that that's fine. I, I can understand the outrage. I can understand the anger. But but nobody actually likes those results either. Right. This isn't about one team winning and the other losing here. If one side loses, we all lose. Actually, we've got to increase these sides here of the, the sacred masculine and the divine feminine. Correct. It's the divine masculine and feminine, yeah. you know, and, and it's the balance of the two. And that's where the mastery comes in. There is no, you know, bad or good. It's, it's walking the middle path and you're experiencing life. Life is a gift. Mm -hmm. And we have masculine and feminine traits inside of us and externally. And so, uh, 
So it's about the balancing. It's constantly about the balancing. And it's coming into that sacred masculinity, that divine feminine, that sacred uh, uh, femininity. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the sacred feminine doesn't play the victim. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I might add, in this culture, neither does the sacred masculine. Right. We cannot become the new victims here. Correct. <laughs> Which is also an easy thing. I think I've heard a lot of men, you know, oh, woe is me. I can't succeed in this in this marketplace anymore. I can't I can't climb the ladder anymore. It's geared towards women. It's like, OK, become creatively disciplined here, brother. Well, not only that, but define your purpose, because that's your roadmap for life. And if you're just working for money, oh. that's going to lead to misery. Yeah, that's right. Troy, one last question, and I think like I just mean this in the most practical sense I can I can conceive of. Where should a man start, in your opinion? Late 30s to mid 40s, where does that man start? He starts by looking in the mirror, naked, literally and figuratively. Mm. Get clear. Who are you and who do you want to be? Mm. What do you want to create? That's the first step. Awareness is the first step. And then from there, you can create a roadmap from your heart's desire. What do you love to do? If time and money weren't an issue, what would you be doing with your time? What would you be doing with your energy? What do you love to do? What did you do as a kid? Uh, what will your best friend say at your eulogy? Hmm. And, and, and then reverse engineer that, design that into a nice little I am statement. I am X, Y, and Z, creating X, Y, and Z. The trap is, is oh, but how will I monetize that? Just figure <laughs> out what you love to do first and foremost. Yeah, that's good. Don't fall into that trap. Troy, where can men find you? Uh, what are you on about right now? And how can we connect? Yeah, uh, you guys can uh, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active right now. I'm on, uh, I just joined TikTok. I don't know if it's going to take off or not, but uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube as well. I'm still creating a lot of content on YouTube. Uh, we've got mantribe.me. You can go on there to find out more about uh, the man tribe. Certifiedhealthnut.com, troycasey.com. There's information uh, there as well, but I'm most active on social media. Awesome, man. Troy, thanks so much for coming on Lost Man Standing. And you heard it here first from uh, from the Certified Health Nut. Get naked. I mean, that's, that's the takeaway for me on this one. Mm -hmm.